Welcome back to the Why So Series Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. Devin can't be with us today, so it's just me, Mike, and Big Mike. And we are here on our... I call, I'm calling this Star Wars Rewind, Mike, just so you know. That's fine. I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a... So we are back on our Star Wars Rewind, and this time we are reviewing uh, Rogue One, the Star Wars story. The daughter of an Imperial scientist joins the Rebel Alliance... In a risky move to steal the Death Star plans, uh, directed by Garth Edwards, starring Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, and more. Um, we always start with Big Mike when he joins us. Uh, what'd you think about this film rewatching it? Big, big fan of this movie. Um, I, I told Mike when we watched it, I think objectively speaking, it is the best Star Wars movie. Um, just it has the the best combination, in my opinion, of a, a really good story, good writing, good acting, technology, like modern technology and CGI. Um, it, it really just kind of has the whole package for me in terms of a Star Wars movie. Um, subjectively, it's not. It's probably second or third, um, but really, really big fan of this movie. Mike? Yeah, I agree with, with Big Mike. Um it's it's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. It, I think it is the best. Like, as far as the like the movie itself is like as a movie, I think it is the best one that was put together. Um, and it just feels like a Star Wars movie in ways that even like some of the prequels didn't really feel that way because I don't know. It's just well put together. The, the story was compelling. It's got everything you want to see. It's like got. It's got that feeling of the old movies, but with the updated technology, so that everything looks like it's supposed to. People act like they're supposed to. So I love Rogue One. Rogue One was I saw it like four times the week it came out. I remember I was like so into it. Yeah, I mean it's not even close. This is by far the best Star Wars movie. Um, there's really nothing wrong with this film. Like, there's no you can't really yeah. nitpick at it. You can't. I mean, I'm sure some people nitpicked at it. Uh, well, I, actually, I remember people nitpicking at it. There's people who didn't like Jin for the yeah. dumb reasons. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know they didn't like Jin or so. But any reasonable person who watches this film, you can't help but see how great this film is. The acting is great, top to bottom. The story is fantastic. They weaved it in into the Star Wars lore perfectly. You get some great scenes with Donnie Yen. Some 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 acting as scenes by Forrest Whitaker who's acting like a crazy person and uh, Felicity Jones was fantastic and stable all the way through and you get the best Darth Vader scene in any movie we've seen uh, and probably the best action scene of any movie we've seen uh, up until Last Jedi in, in like movie history it's such, it's such a great scene it's, it's I, watched, so I rewind it three game. or four times it has the best action scene in it, unless you count the new game that was just released, because that game has the best five-minute sequence of any Star Wars movie I've ever seen in my entire life. It's not a life. movie, it's a video game, Mike. That it don't counts. count. It's canon. It's canon. It don't count. Canon. Uh, also, it's interesting you, talk, you bring up Saw. Saw Gerrera is in The Clone Wars, Rebels, and the game, um, and his... As someone who's seen every single appearance of Saw Gerrera in Star Wars canon, his descent into what he becomes is accurate, 
interesting and pretty amazing. It's like he starts off as this like rebel fighter in the Clone Wars, uh, whose home world of Onderon, not Alderon, Onderon, being assaulted by droids, and then his sister dies because of a mistake that he kind of made, and he regrets that, and this kind of pushes him slowly and slowly towards this like radicalist, and he fights alongside Anakin and Obi Wan. The same crazy guy in Rogue One fought against, fought with alongside Anakin, Obi Wan, and Ahsoka in the Clone Wars, and then in Rebels he's like, doing, you know, it's, it's crazy. He's got an interesting story, uh, and they just kind of show you the very last, like, craziest bits of him. And as you watch him, his suit changes slowly and slowly until by the time you get to his appearance in the video game, he's pretty much almost all the way in, uh, in that like robotic suit that he has. So I like how this film doesn't have a scroll and it just jumps right in um, as something different which is really interesting and cool how they did that and I really like how they didn't waste a lot of time with exposition trying to tell you what's going on in the universe and where we are and who's the important people it was just like no 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 this is the story you'll get it because we wrote it well just watch um so, Big Mike, what did you think about the telling this story as a way to show, like, leading up to A New Hope and how they got the plans to, to the Death Star? What did you think about the idea of doing that and how they executed it? Uh, I thought it was a great idea. I feel like we mentioned on this podcast a few times how, like, Rogue One, Clone Wars, like, did a better job of telling the Star Wars story rather than the actual movies. Um or at least the main movies, where the main movies are filled with plot holes. The originals had, like, no one really knew what the Clone Wars were and or anything like that. The prequels were obviously, as we discussed, full of plot holes and, and everything. So I think this movie Tag did a... Talking about Tag of the Clone. What? Well, just, I mean, just the prequels in general. Just oh, yeah. Plot holes up the ass. But this movie, I think, did a really good job of um, kind of filling in the what a lot of people thought like, what is this like glaring weakness doing in this like insane star destroyer weapon? Like why, why is it so, why was it so easy for us to just like go and take this thing down? So I think it, it provided a really, really uh, interesting and, uh, and just logical like reason for, for why this, this weapon was able to be exploited in the way that it was. Um, so I thought it was great, and obviously the execution, like we said, was was fantastic because the movie is great. Uh, Mike, what did you, so someone who watched the Clone Wars and Rebels, does this movie fit in with those things? Does it make sense? Yeah, uh, so Dave Filoni, who is the pretty much uh, executive producer, I think his role is, of both the Clone Wars and Rebels, did all of the animation for this movie, and if you pay attention, you'll see... Uh, Chopper and the Ghost from Rebels. You'll see. I didn't see uh, Chopper. Where? He's there. He's there. I've seen him. You have to know. You have to know where to look. You're not gonna. He's. You. You have to. And the Ghost is in one of the sky battles. You have to know where to look. But he puts those references in there. You also hear over the intercom. Someone will say, "General Sindula, please report to the whatever uh, the the war room." And that's Hera. And he confirmed that as well. So he did the animation for this movie, and it is 
it ties perfectly. I mean, he's 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 probably put more work into into like characters like Saw than anyone else has, even on the movie, because he put him in a ton of episodes of Clone Wars and, and Rebels. So it's very consistent. So they're very well connected. Um, and he did all the animation for like Solo too, which. The thing I've always liked about Star Wars more than Marvel is they address that they address their TV shows, albeit very subtly, but they do it. Like they put Maul in Solo with his legs, like you know, proving that he's alive. Because you know, some people have been oh, the, the TV's separate. It's they are very good about keeping everything uh, the same. So I've always liked that. But they're in this movie. If you look, there's a few other references that I can't think of at the moment, but they're there. So where was Chopper at? Uh, Chopper, both of the uh, Chopper's on the base. You can see him scuttle across the screen. He's like on the left side. He'll go. Uh, he'll, you can look it up. Uh, it's it's. Uh, oh yeah, I see it now. Yeah, did you Google it? Yeah, I see it. <laughs> There's Chopper, and they'll say they'll say General Sindula, and over the battle, I think it's in Scarif, in one of the sky shots. You can see the ghost very clearly fighting. Uh. So in when this movie takes place, Ezra and all those people are alive. Uh, I don't want to spoil the ending because Mike just started Rebels today before this, uh, and I want you to finish it. But I don't want to tell you what happens to to Ezra. Uh, Hera is alive because they say her name, so that's very odd. Uh, who says Hera's name? They say General Sindula. Please report to the uh, war room over the intercom. Also, uh, a bunch of the characters from that like table are all in Rebels. So, like, they're, you know, it's very well. And then the last season of Rebels takes place on Yavin 4. Oh, all right. So, Big Mike, uh, one of the big parts of Star Wars movies are the different droids that we see in the movies. What did you get think about K2SO? Uh, I think he was a really, really good addition to uh, to the franchise. Um, I mean, it, it's no secret that kind of the Marvelness is is kind of bleeding into the Star Wars franchise, where things are pretty lighthearted, they're pretty funny. Um, so, so bringing him in as kind of like a comic relief, but also, I mean, what I thought kind of like a sympathetic figure uh, was was really good. I mean, he's he's funny. He's he's kind of got that like very straightforward humor to him, and he's just like. I don't like you know you want to know the odds of her like using that blaster against you um it just seems like we all kind of have a friend like that uh who just be like very blunt and straightforward and uh I I liked him a lot Mike do you like him better than BB-8 in the new droids or I like him better than BB-8 um I don't like him better than R2 but he's like my I think he's my second favorite droid I, I like General Grievous just because he looks cool. I don't know if I would put him above K2 or not. He's not technically a droid. He's like, uh, we don't really He's know what he is. A droid in think... Solo was good. That was one of the only things I liked about the film. Oh, yeah. Almost L- LP, yeah. LP something. Yeah. But I like K2 better than that one because he's just... I think it's the actor, though, honestly. Like, he did a really good job. Uh, what's his name? Alan Tud... Tudyk. Tudyk, Alan Tudyk. He did really well uh, with K2. K2's great. He's not great in the uh, Star Wars video game. They're really aggressive and they're terrifying. He's in, the vi- he's in Fallen Order? Not K2, but the same droid is. And they're all Imperial and they're very, very terrible. They're aggressive. <laughs> oh, well, I look forward to getting to that part. So, what'd you think, Mike? What'd you think about um, 
how they use Jen Urso and how her father was uh, taken in and forced to be a scientist and then she's just out on her own and they pick her up. Like, what do you think about her story in this movie? I think it's great. I mean, in Star Wars, like, you know, when you see parts, times of the rebellion, very few people are very, like, up and... Aside from the Imperial, like, commanders and, like, admirals and even the stormtroopers, no one really wants to go help and do anything for the Empire. There's, like... People who will do anything for money, who will do things for the Empire, and then there's just people who don't have a choice because they're afraid. And so, like, it makes perfect sense to me. Uh, and I, 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 like Mike said, I, I like how they fixed the whole, like, for the longest time, one of the biggest jokes in Star Wars was how easy it was to take out the Death Star. There's, there's a college humor video about, like, the architect of the Death Star, <laughs> Like trying to justify his opinion, you know, before this movie came out, and it's like, oh, now it all kind of like it just it adds clarity to a otherwise chaotic universe. Yeah, I also didn't the first time I watched it, I didn't realize that the Death Star jumped. To I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. Planet. I just thought it was. I just thought it was just chilling up there. Yeah, I just thought it was there. I didn't realize that it jumped there. Um, like, okay, so the Death Star can move at light speed, too? Like, that's really scary. <laughs> yeah, and that's that. a... This is another thing that... Uh, which I'll, I'll say in here to get you guys to watch it. It's uh, it's another point in Rebels is there. There's, like, hints and subtle secrets that only you as a fan will get, but that the characters don't know because you're not supposed to know about the Death Star yet. And it's like, what is the Empire building in this vast open space? Why do they need this equipment for mass hyperdrives? Like stuff like that like it's and it's like oh you know but they're never gonna figure it out it's like all the more terrifying so did the death star destroy that entire planet or just a part of the planet where they were at just the part for both of the times it was used. it is only destroyed i'm pretty sure it's only destroyed one planet i could be wrong about that though unless there's something in the comic books if, mm-hmm. uh, outside of the comics as far as all the shows and movies go it's only been used in rogue one and new hope well they they met well they mentioned in for both instances that I was it was used in this. It was just like first was, was like we don't need to destroy the whole thing, just like a test run will do, just destroy the holy city. And then at the very end, did, did they mention like just target the base? Yeah, he said just target the base, and they really only hit the antenna, and I think everyone else was taken out by like a heat wave. But they uh, well, Jetta like Jetta. No, they went for the antenna. I think that's what they were trying to do. But well, it looked like it hit in the middle of the fucking ocean. It did, but it, like the beam went right, right, yeah. direct hit on that antenna. I don't know if they. I don't. I think that's what they were trying to go for. But yeah. uh, Jedi is the holy city where like Kyber was worshipped, or where uh, a bunch of Jedi were. So that's why they destroyed that city. But Tarkin said very clearly, we don't need to destroy the whole planet. But it makes sense. It wouldn't make any sense if they destroyed a whole planet because one other thing that I didn't realize. Um, when I was younger watching like the original trilogy is they still have a galactic government and the galactic government is very unaware of what's going on. So it's like they mentioned in this movie to, I think, I think Tarkin says it to uh, Krennic, but it's like, we can't take out a whole planet. You know what the galactic Senate will think? Like we're going to have a mess on our hands. Everyone will be joining the rebellion. It makes sense. So I'm glad that they, they, it would have not really worked if they destroyed a whole planet yet. So, do you think, um, do you think Donnie Yen's character is a Jedi? No, but I really wanted him to be. What about you, Big Mike? Uh, I don't think he's, I mean, 
definitely not a Jedi. Do you think he's force sensitive? Is that how force sensitive? Yes. Well, the force runs through everybody, but I think the whole point of his character was like you can have a force centered character who doesn't even use the force. Like they're they're showing you that everyone can. I think his character isn't a Jedi because they wanted to show you that not everyone has to be a Jedi to use the force. Like mm-hmm. he is using the force as in a different way than the Jedi would. The Jedi use it as like a form of like raw strength and like a battery almost. He was using it to guide him. Yeah. Well, what I know they mentioned it like very, very briefly. Um, when the, well, when like we first saw his, his character appear, what did they say that he used to be? Was it like a? Security? They're both. They're both like, like guard. Old, they're both the... like priests for the old Jedi temple on Jedha. Okay, so like that, worshippers I mean... or people who worked in the temple there. Okay. I did. Oh, yeah, the that... other dude too. Yeah, him and Baze. Well, then why? Then why was he like so like on oh, this stupid force thing? Like he keeps talking. Oh, they about made it. They made a really throwaway. Real. They made a throwaway comment. Churrit. His name is Churrit. Donnie Yen's character's name is Churrit. I'm Wei, and he says, "Baze Malvas used to be the most devoted worshiper of us all." And then he never says why he like stopped worshiping. But at the end of the movie, he gets his faith back because he saw. Sure, it walk into a field of death troopers, the most skilled and elite unit of the stormtroopers, not get hit, do what he needed to do, and then it looked like Chur was like, "All right, I've done my thing, like I've done my part, I'm done." And then he was like, "All right, so maybe this, maybe this, maybe I should go back to believing." And then he took down a few of them before he himself died. Mike, what do you think about how they did the relationship with Cassian and Jen? Their friendship. I like it. That's another thing, too. It's like, you don't have to have a man and a woman on screen and have them, like, be super romantic with each other. I, I was... I know a lot of people were annoyed with that, and I was like, no. It doesn't really make... They've known each other for, like, three, four days. Right. Now they're gonna be all of a sudden just in love with each other? But they were comforting in a friendly way towards each other, and I thought their progression from, like, people who didn't really want to be around each other to very close allies was uh, was really good, and it was accurate. All right. So then, okay. So I know people want to. I know people want to hear this. So Mike, talk to me about the Darth Vader scene. So this is great because you watch the movie right after this. Literally, that takes place, and he is nowhere near the way he acts in, um, uh, like, um, uh, he's like in Rebels and in uh and in this in Rogue One. He is so powerful. Darth Vader is, like, there are, um, things in the comics where, like, some, some, like, Sith worshippers believe that Sidious did, like, knew that what was gonna happen to Anakin Skywalker and let it happen on purpose in a, in a, in a way to weaken him so that he could never be at his peak strength to take down the Emperor. Like, those are theories that go around in the Star Wars universe. He is so powerful and you never really see it in the original trilogy, but, like... And that's just a taste of like what you should see him in uh, in Rebels, and he makes other appearances that I don't want to talk about right now. But so in Clone Wars and stuff, does he fight Anakin? Oh no, he's Anakin in Clone Wars, but is he, he's he's Darth Vader in Rebels. Yeah, he's pretty much the primary villain of season two. He doesn't; they don't overuse him, which is great. Um, I will say there is a probably one of the best scenes in all of Rebels in all of Star Wars lore i would say is what happens between when ahsoka who's his padawan in the clone wars 
is in Rebels in uh, around season two, and she's basically does no one really knew like what he she didn't know. Uh, I'm sure this is going to be addressed in Clone Wars season seven, but when Order sixty six happened, her and Commander Rex, who Captain Rex, who was uh, Anakin's former Padawan, and Rex was his old clone captain, were on Mandalore fighting Maul, who had at, at, at the at this time in Star Wars history was the leader of Mandalore. When Order sixty six happened, she must have. I think she assumed that Anakin died and didn't know that he was Vader. And there's a scene in in Rebel season two where she finds out, and they have this amazing like battle, like as old apprentice. And it's he is just like incredible, and you don't really get to see it in in the original trilogy. And it's it's you know I get why like obviously they couldn't do it, but he is so much more powerful than most people would assume. What about you, Big Mike? What you think? What you like about that scene? Oh, hold on. Before that, Mike, what the hell was that thing that he was in? What oh, he, what was that? What is that? They showed him that in, in that him in that before the Bafta tank. Yeah, not really back to tank. They showed him in what? In the uh, Empire Strikes Back, I think he's in like a dome thing. Yeah. It's not the so the Bafta tank. Bafta tank was really only used in the comics until this movie. It's where he goes to get out of the suit. It's uh, it's the only place he can be out of his suit completely. That's why there's like intense guards in there, and only one that like he has a guy that goes in there to get him because that's when he's at his weakest. He's not in his suit; he can't do anything. It's the only time he can just without dying be outside of his life support systems. Okay, so yeah, all right, Big Knight, what'd you think about this scene? What'd you like about it? We're talking about the scene at the very end, or the yes. scene. Okay. The fight, the, the when he's trying to get the the um, plans before they can hand it off. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's anything to not like about this scene. I mean, like Mike <laughs> said, it is, it is, it shows you exactly how powerful Anakin could be. Like, uh, I mean, uh, we saw kind of glimpses of it in in the prequels and and I guess in uh in in the original trilogy as well. But, like, this dude can fuck up anybody he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants. Uh, he is he is that kind of powerful. Um, so just seeing him just mow down, like, a fleet of, of, uh, of rebel troopers was, was kind of sick. Um, and I, I thought it was, like, a really, really cool ending to, like, take you exactly to the moment where a new hope starts and, and that the whole franchise gets started. So I think it was a really, really fitting way and a, like the perfect way to kind of, to wrap up the, uh, the, the prequels to, to, uh, the original trilogy. Yeah. And then they had that great anti-agent thing with, uh, Carrie Fisher and Leia, which looked, I think this is one of the first times you saw it, right? This and Avengers Ultra Ultron, right, Mike? Yeah, well, Tarkin. They had Tar- oh, Tarkin. Yeah, Tarkin, yeah. He's kind of, it's a little more obvious with him. Because well, Tarkin, he was, he was like he totally was total CGI. CGI. But oh, yeah, I God. thought it was great um, for that part as well. So my favorite part of the film is the whole final fight scene because it's the most action we've seen. Like, we've seen action in Clone Wars. I mean, yeah, Clone Wars at the end. and I mean, Attack of Clones. Okay. And um, you see the big fight with um, Anakin and Obi-Wan and Mustafar. But this was just like a whole planet, like in the space, on the surface, 
just a whole coordinated effort. Like, they were still doing, like, shit, like, rebel shit in between the fights, trying to get to the calm tower. Like, it was just... And also, the planets that they use in this movie, except for Yevon 4, are very unique, and I don't... You don't see them even in the Clone Wars or Rebels. Like, the beach planet and the rain planet. Those are cool. We never see cool planets. And so, I really thought it was cool to see, like, an actual cool planet um, where... Like, where you don't just see the typical forest planet or Tatooine and desert planet. Like, it was cool. Or ice planet. Like, this was cool to see. Like, yeah, it's like a tropical planet here. Um, And so, I, I want to see the rest of the planet. Like, I want to see more stuff like that. I'm assuming you'll see more planets. Like, I've seen a bunch of planets in Clone Wars. I'm, like, 10 episodes in. And you've already seen a bunch of planets. So, I mean, not Clone Wars and Rebels. So I imagine that you'll continue to see stuff like that. But I really think it's cool to see the rest of the universe. Like one of the things I didn't like about the original trilogy and the prequels is that it's so Skywalker centric. And so you stay on these couple few planets and you never go to anywhere cool. And I like how in the new films you've been able to see like there's a much larger universe out there. And especially with like the montage that they did in The Last Jedi where you see all these different planets and different people who are force sensitive to have nothing to do with Jedi or the Skywalkers is like really just cool to see. Like there's so many stories you can tell set within this universe that we need to keep exploring those things. Um, one of the things that we didn't talk about was um, Cassian. Who's the other kind of main of this uh, film? Mike, what'd you think about him? And uh, I like Diego Luna playing him. And he's getting a show on Disney plus. Hopefully, with I think I don't know if they said K two was going to be in it or not, but isn't uh, he dead? Or is it going to take place before this? Obviously, he's going to take place. Before they're this. all that dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was dumb. We don't know that. I guess that's true. We don't know that. We no, maybe don't know that. We know that. We didn't see them die. We, we saw, saw everyone die except for Jin and Cassian. I mean, you saw the antimatter wave coming. <laughs> if since I just watched Crisis. Antimatter. I know. I was gonna say this isn't this isn't the DC TV universe. Uh, I like Cassian a lot. I, I, I there's like you said, there's not much to say about this movie because it's just good. Like there's, I have no complaints. They do like all I can really contribute to this is my knowledge of what happens around this time period and and why certain things you know. But it's a good movie. Like everyone did great. All the acting was great. The storytelling was great. The effects were great. The planets were great. Everything was great. Um, that was the other thing I was going to say. Um, this film doesn't end like the rest of the films. Like, you actually get the destruction and murder of, what, what did you say, hundreds if not thousands of people in that area at one time. Like, it's very, it can be, like, parts of this film can be really dark, unlike a lot of Star Wars films, and... I really, I really appreciate that they went there with that. You know what I mean? They really took it and kind of made this into a, it's a standalone film, but it's a standalone film that's necessary, and it's a film that's unlike any of the other ones in the series. Um, I really don't know a single bad thing. Like Mike, Big Mike, can you think of anything you didn't like about this film? Not, not really. I mean, it, if anything, it'd be like little nitpicking things. Uh, I mean, the first one that came that comes to mind, just because we kind of mentioned it a little bit ago, was the thing with Churret. Like, like Mike said, 
walking through a, a just a sea of lasers and like from these death troopers who are supposed to be like the best of the best and it's just like that's where it was just like all right there's that little kind of bit of star wars movie magic where it's just like a little bit more dramatic than it needs to be and did it is that like a hundred percent necessary thing that they had to do no like they could have kind of figured a way to do it without him doing this whole big dramatic walk up but uh I didn't not like it, but it was just kind of one of those things that I don't think needed to be there. Mike? I I can't really think of anything that I didn't like. That uh, and the thing with the, uh, when the pilot was, was imprisoned by Saw and oh, it was just like, that like monster thing. Volgolic. Like, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. I don't, I don't know what that was about. He's like, he's like, that I didn't like. I was like, what is the point? Why did you just believe him? <laughs> that was weird. I mean, He's growing extremely paranoid about everything because both the Rebel Alliance and the Empire want him. Uh, but I, that's really the only scene I didn't really like. I don't know what, what the point of that was or what significance it had. I like the turret scene, but only because it shows you that you don't need to be a Jedi to have the Force on your side. But yeah, I don't. But he's definitely got something with the Force more than a normal person. Well, because he's like a devout believer. I feel like he can control it somehow. Because there's no way all them fucking miss, all them would miss him every single time. It's the Force. Yes, he's controlling it. Also, the force is- do you think anybody survived? Do you think anybody got out of there before the Death yeah. Star came? The shield was closed the entire time. No, but then they destroyed the shield. Oh, yeah. I mean... I doubt it. Vader's Star Destroyer was still there. Yeah, okay, I guess so. Because I was trying to think, like, was there a way for them to get out of there? Could they, like, got to a, a ship or something that got the hell out of there in time? Also, you think the Death Star kills everything in the air, too? Or it just hits the ground and then destroys everything? Like, if they had I mean, got to a ship... Hyper. Huh? The way I think about it, it's just, like, one giant lightsaber blade. Because it's just pure kyber energy. So it'd be like the same thing as swinging a lightsaber. Just bigger. So I, I, you know, I already, I'd never go first, but this is a nine and a half for me. Like, this is my favorite Star Wars movie. It's the best Star Wars movie. I can watch this over and over again. I love it. Um, It's going to be tough to top it. Um, I like the new movies. I like the original trilogy less than the new movies but i still like it this is just hitting everything in the star wars thing on all cylinders to me i just love it um big mike what do you give this score out of 10 yeah i think nine and a half is pretty fair um like like we've been saying all all episode there's really not a whole lot you can complain about with this with this movie story great actors great um like special effects fantastic uh there's there's nothing to hate on um I think more than anything, this kind of gives me hope for the future because with this, with the rise of Skywalker being the end of the Skywalker trilogy, it's kind of going to open the door to more kind of the the expansion of the universe um, with all new story, all new all new characters. So this was kind of a glimpse into hopefully what we can expect from the new the new movies to come forward. Um, so if this is anything like what those are going to be, I think we're we're in for a, a real treat for the next few for next few decades. What it really seems like. Yep. 
Uh, Mike, what about you? Yeah, nine and a half for me as well. And going off of what Mike said, it's like, as someone who has watched every single piece of Star Wars canon that's on TV and movies, I can't wait for the Skywalker saga to end because if you watch all the stuff that I've watched, you slowly realize that Luke Skywalker is the worst Jedi ever. He's terrible. Everyone should know that. It's so obvious. No, well, there's the diehard old school fans that are like, Luke Skywalker is the best. He's the the chosen one, whatever, whatever, all that bullshit. But, uh, Luke Skywalker is the worst Jedi we've ever, like they've ever had. He's terrible. So I can't wait for the Skywalker saga to end and for more stories to be told and all that. That is something I am all here for. All right, so we only got two weeks before the movie comes out, so we're going to double up on some of these films. Um, so we're going to get New Hope and Empire out hopefully by the end of this week, and then next week uh, we'll do Return of the Jedi and um, and uh, Force Awakens, and then we'll do Last Jedi right before the movie comes out. So make sure you go back and listen to our previous ones, Attack of the Clones, uh, Revenge of the Sith with Heather Antos, and... Will be joining um, us for Rise of the Skywalker. She'll be coming back for Rise of the Skywalker, and check out all the other shows on the podcast feed. Let us know what you think. Leave us a five star review if you like our show. It helps us out a lot. And we'll be back next week with um, a new hope in Empire Strikes Back. Thank you for listening, and talk to you later.